With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. And it's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to hear the latest whispers with the Jets and around the rest of the NFL. So for that, of course, we bring in our friend, co-founder over at U Stadium, Mr. Nick Spano. Hey, Nick, what's up, buddy? Scott, what's up, man? Getting closer and closer. It's an exciting time. Absolutely. I should say, by the way, if you happen to hear any noises in the background that are not something that sounds like came from myself or Nick, there might be a little one there with Nick right now who is refusing to go down for a nap. So he's going to assist on this podcast with his dad, right, Nick? Yeah, I think Luca wants to make his first appearance on the pod. I think he's been getting uh, a little bit jealous that I haven't <laughs> let him hop on and talk yet. So if you do hear him, that's, that's him either disagreeing or agreeing, depending on what we talk about. Future superstar of the podcast world, so keep your eye on him. <laughs> this is his first appearance. I'm glad that his rookie voyage is here on Play Like a Jet. So, Nick, let's start with this. Brand new report just hit as we started recording this, and I know you've heard whispers about this too. Adam Schefter of ESPN saying that Russell Wilson has not gone as far as asking for a trade or demanding a trade, but that if he were to be traded... He has submitted a list of teams to the Seahawks that he would accept a trade to. Those four teams on the list are the Bears, the Raiders, the Cowboys, and the Saints. Earlier in the day, there was a report that also included the Jets as a team that had been spoken about. So even though the Jets aren't on that list, it is possible that they could at least inquire and see if A, they could get some sort of deal done with Seattle, and B, if Russell Wilson would reconsider if it's true and the Jets are not on his list of approved teams. This, of course, is if the Seahawks eventually make Russell Wilson available. This is interesting to me because you and I were talking about this before we started recording. This could 
could be a key domino. Now, I don't think that Russell Wilson ultimately ends up getting traded. The Seahawks are going to have to find a way to placate him. I think they probably will. But the fact that the Jets are being mentioned in here is a positive sign. And as you said, and I'll let you get into this in a second, if anything were to progress, it could help the Watson market. It could potentially even help on the Dak Prescott front if he becomes available. This, to me, seems like a Raiders move if something happens. Again, I don't expect him to go anywhere, but if he does, this has John Gruden written all over it. What do you think here, Nick? Does he get moved at any point? Is this real? And if he does actually get put out on the market, how does this affect the other quarterbacks? And would the Jets be interested? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. We've heard about like these Russell Wilson rumors and him being frustrated for the past few years, right? And it just seems to kind of come about the same time of the year. They do something to kind of appease him, and then he, you know, goes on his merry way and kind of uh, bites the bullet, and you know, seems all but happy about playing in Seattle for the Twelves, the Go Hawks, everything. And you know, he's the the leading soldier for you know, that, that franchise and has done everything right for them. And, you know, similar to a Watson, but where, it, where to me, it, it differentiate, you know, the differentiator in this is the Seahawks are a much better run franchise than the Texans. And it seems to me that like, they'll do a lot more to um, make Watson, uh, make Wilson happy and, you know, can write whatever the wrongs are. Whereas, in Houston, it seems like Watson is fully dug in and is not even listening. I don't think it's gotten to the point for Wilson where he's just straight up not listening to uh, Schneider, uh, P. Carroll, the coaching staff, the ownership. I think there's a two-way street there where they both respect each other. Um, and maybe Wilson is – maybe he's ready to move on. Maybe he's kind of, uh, you know – filled out his journey there with Seattle and wants to try something else. I, I, I don't know what it is exactly. And at the end of the day, I don't think they move him. Um, but would the Jets be interested? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the the thing that everybody keeps mentioning is Woody Johnson being back. Um, and it shouldn't, it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't have to be the reason why the Jets would be interested in all these top quarterbacks, you know, potentially being available but you can't ignore the fact that he's obsessed as I'm sure as any owner who's dying to win um, is obsessed with acquiring a, a superstar quarterback. He's been forever. We talked about that on, on previous shows. So um, if Douglas Sala and the front office aren't uh, gung ho about, you know, potentially giving up draft picks to get, you know, one of these top quarterbacks, I'm sure they'll have a little nudge in the corner from a Woody Johnson who obviously is, who's looking to, um, sell jerseys, looking to sell tickets. Who's, you know, who wants to win a Super Bowl? I mean, he's not getting any younger. Um, even though you know we don't think he is, he is one of the older uh, owners in the sport. So <laughs> he's obsessed with finding, you know, this franchise quarterback. He thought he had it in in Darnold. Um, you know, I think we all did, and obviously that hasn't worked out. But um, a Russell Wilson, a Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, one of these guys who you can trade some draft picks to and in Woody Johnson's eyes and in some of our eyes and everybody an overnight kind of transition <clears throat> happens and you know you do get some top level elite quarterback play and that can change your entire outlook of the franchise so I, I'm not surprised to see you know the Jets linked and I did see a report that a third of the league has reached out to the Seahawks already to kind of see what kind of interest there is um, so I, I, I obviously I expect the Jets were one of them. 
We should add that in addition to the Wilson news, we did find out today, courtesy of Dan Graziano over at ESPN.com, that Deshaun Watson apparently met with David Culley, the new Texans head coach on Friday, reiterated his position that he is not willing to budge. John McLean of the Houston Chronicle, who was on your U Stadium live feed a couple of weeks ago, indicated that the Texans wouldn't even consider answering the phone about Watson unless he was willing to meet with Cully and Nick Casario and explain his grievances. Looks like he did that, so now the next part of this comes. Will the Texans continue to stay dug in? As of this moment, it appears that they are, so we'll have to keep our eye on that. But I would imagine that the Jets are going to pursue any type of major skill position type player who would be available and quarterback would be number one yeah. on that list if we're talking about a superstar, especially, as you said, with Woody Johnson back. But a source that you have within the Jets organization is a little pessimistic about their ability to recruit skill position guys in free agency. Trade might be a different story because you can give up assets and you can work a deal that way. But as far as open market, seems like they might be a little bit more optimistic about their ability to land somebody on the offensive line or the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, that was just something I, I spoke with a, a jet source, the same one that's been relatively open with me about uh, pretty much everything from Sala to the Darnold situation. And, and now this is, I get the feeling that he was a little more frustrated with the slow uh, process that's going on with the quarterback room and the uh, potential Darnold trade. Um, that was my, like, in, you know, what I inferred from the conversation, but he did say that they feel uh, a little bit, you know, more optimistic, like you said, about their ability to land one of the top offensive linemen or, um, edge rushers or defensive players than they do with one of the skill position guys. So whether that's a tight end like John U. Smith or Allen Robinson, if he becomes available, or even like a, a Curtis Samuel and <clears throat> Corey Davis, um, the the feeling is that they are, I guess, between talking to agents, you know, because that obviously has happened already. These teams do this under the radar for for weeks and months since the end of the year. Um, I guess maybe the, the vibe that they're getting or uh, is that, you know, these top skill position guys have their eyes set on, you know, teams with legit quarterback situations and, you know, a better offensive outlook than the Jets have. And um, I think the Jets feel like they have a better shot to, you know, land one of these top offensive linemen like Joe Tooney or Corey Lindsley um, and maybe some of these edge guys like Trey Hendrickson or whichever Ravens guys hit the market if, uh, you know, Shaq Barrett, which I don't, I don't think so, but, um, you know, one of these top defensive guys, you know, they feel that they have a better chance at, you know, being aggressive and landing a few of those guys rather than these top skill position guys. Makes sense because if they're going to hold on to Darnold until April, which is what Ian Rappaport indicated, and that builds off of the report that you had a couple of weeks ago, Nick, that the Jets are going to be waiting until they finish their quarterback evaluations, which would include the private workouts and the pro day and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at the end of March to be where this would be finished. And then April would be where a deal would get done if they decide to move on from Darnold. But if you're recruiting guys in the middle of March, then you're going to have a problem because if they don't know who the quarterback's going to be, let's say right. a guy like Allen Robinson, and we're going to get into him in a bit because we're going to talk about the franchise tags. He's had to play with Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky. Does he want to come into a situation where he has no idea who the quarterback's going to be? Sounds like something that could be a deal breaker for some players. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, so if you're, 
you know, like you said, if you're talking to Alan Robinson and he's got offers on the table where, you know, obviously the end of the day is, is money talks, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Luca agrees. Um, so unless the Jets are offering, you know, five to eight million dollars more a year than, let's say, like Green Bay or somewhere with a more established quarterback, you know, the Jets are probably going to be left out in the cold or, or be used as a leverage play again, you know, which we've seen multiple times, you know, over the past, what, 20 years. So um, it, it does matter. And, you know, when Rappaport said that, you know, this thing could go up until draft day, I I, I just don't see – to me, it's so obviously – it's such an obviously bad decision to do that that, like, I don't think the Jets would. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense on the surface to go through the free agency period where, the you know, the talk is they want to be aggressive and they want to land one of these top offensive guys and to put yourself in a situation where you tell an agent or tell a player, hey, you know, just trust that we're going to do the right thing at quarterback – and they don't even know what they're going to do yet. So the combine not happening sucks. You know, it hurts the Jets. They'd be able to, you know, at least get some eyes on Zach Wilson and Justin Fields now and get the medicals and, you know, be able to talk a trade. And it would probably would have, uh, you know, gone down in the next week or two. But, um, you know, the combine not happening really, really blows for the Jets in, in that situation. But I don't know. I just have such a hard time believing that's going to be the case of it taking it all the way up into the draft. I mean, maybe it does, you know, maybe like a Josh Rosen situation happens, but, um, and they get lucky and still are able to get a two and a five, but, um, and then maybe they do go and get their offensive skill position guys in the draft instead. So, um, but in order to, you know, land one of these top receivers, it may have to come via trade or, you know, in the draft. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. As far as the skill position players, as you said, the draft may end up being where they go to solve those problems. But the offensive line... They're more optimistic, and one key piece on the offensive line could be Corey Lindsley, the center from the Green Mm -hmm. Bay Packers, one of the best in the league. It looks like he's not going to be back in Green Bay. You guys had a report up at your stadium about that. If the Jets are going after somebody like Tooney or Scherf, it makes some sense to go after Lindsley as well. If they don't get Tooney or Scherf, they could put Lindsley at center and shift McGovern to guard. But even if they get Tooney or Scherf, they could still sign Lindsley, kick McGovern into guard, and just get rid of Van Roten and Alex Lewis, or even just keep Van Roten as a backup because he doesn't make that much money, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I would be anything could happen, obviously, and um, I would be shocked if they don't land one of these guys. 
from all I've heard is that they're going to be aggressive right out the gate to go after Joe Tooney. Um, if he has his eyes set somewhere else or if the money doesn't add up, they'll, you know, pivot and look to, you know, I guess it would be Sheriff if he's available or Lindsley, like you said, I know that the past regime loved Corey Lindsley. I'm not sure. Obviously I'm sure Joe Douglas has his, you know, he's well uh, up to date with what goes on around the league with offensive linemen um, seems to be his, uh, his uh, go-to. Um, but, and I'm sure he'd, he'd have a, a good idea of how good Corey Lindsley is. And he is, like you said, one of the top centers, I believe he was pro football focuses, number one ranked center last year. Um, so I would be shocked if they don't land one of the top offensive linemen. And that even extends out to some of the tackles are, that are available. You could potentially, you know, move George Fant out and sign one of these guys to play right tackle, you know, and then go interior offensive linemen in the draft. So I think they'll definitely land one of the top offensive linemen available um, and still approach the draft, you know, and probably not, obviously not in the first round, but probably a day two pick would be spent on an interior lineman, um, just because it's so loaded and that's kind of the sweet spot for the draft, that second and third round um, where you can get a starting offensive guard, you know, and feel good about it. And this guy, you know, starts for you for eight to 10 years. So um, I think, I think you'll see another <laughs> turnover of the offensive line this year, like we did last year, but um, hopefully better signings than Alex Lewis's and Greg Van Roten's. And, you know, even though Fant was decent, you know, McGovern was decent, had his ups and downs. Um, I think he's more salvageable than the other two guys, the Van Roten and Alex Lewis's. And um, he'd probably, probably, you know, be better off with obviously a, an offensive scheme change, but also better players around him because he did have terrible guard play um, on both sides last year. And I think we'll see a, a pretty big change there in personnel, at least. Let's talk franchise tag now, Nick, because a lot of the fun gets sucked out of free agency when some of these guys that fans are looking at as potential targets for their favorite team get tagged and now they're off the market. We saw that last year. Joe Tooney was the big one because Jets fans were salivating over the chance to get somebody on the offensive line that could be a bona fide top tier guy. And the Patriots at the last second swooped in with the franchise tag and the air came out of the tire, so to speak. As far as who could get tagged this year, that could happen again because a lot of Jets fans have been talking about Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson's been a popular name. We know that he's even been liking posts suggesting he go to the Jets on Instagram and Twitter, but he may get franchise tags. So might Galladay, so might Godwin. And then you mentioned Shaq Barrett before. He's a possibility. There are some other top players that Jets fans have had their eye on for this team. Talk me through who you expect to get franchise tagged and taken off the market here. Yeah, I mean, you know, it happens every year, and it is a bit of a buzzkill. But this year, it's a very, like, deep class, and I think you'll see it even more so after some of the cuts come through, just with, obviously, the cap situation around the league. And um, But I do think the franchise tag, like, I think last year there was 14 guys, 15 would be uh, – the uh, transition tag, I think uh, Kenyon Drake got it in, in Arizona. That'll probably be like the same again this year. I mean, you have the Cardinals maybe take Hassan Reddick off the board with a franchise tag. You have the Ravens will tag one of their edge guys in Judon and, and Yannick. Um, the Panthers, their offensive tackle, Taylor Moten, probably. Um, Allen Robinson and Galladay are kind of in the same boat where both sides probably know a divorce is going to happen. 
and both sides will probably want to try and at least cash in on a draft pick in this year's draft rather than wait, you know, for a, a pick, you know, a compensatory pick. But um, so maybe, it, and maybe this helps, like, you know, people talk about, oh, the tag is going to come in and suck. If you're willing to give up like a third, um, you know, or a two swap, you know, let's say the Jets give their two, which is a very valuable pick 34 uh, for Ken, uh, Kenny Galladay in a swap or Allen Robinson in a swap. Um, that you might be better off landing a guy like Allen Robinson and Kenny Galladay that way than rather him hitting the open market. Um, so I, I think the tag and trade is a big possibility for those two guys. Um, Godwin, Shaquille Barrett, you know, you have to look at like the situation where there's two really good free agents from each team. Like the Ravens have Judon and Yannick, the Bengals have Lawson and William Jackson, Bucks have Godwin and Shaq Barrett. You know, a lot of those teams will obviously look to sign one this year tag the other and then kind of kick the can down the road um but you do have like uh Dak Prescott obviously you know we'll see what goes on there Justin Simmons with the Broncos is probably a tag uh Hunter Henry I don't think the Chargers want him to get away uh Leonard Williams could get a second tag Marcus May with the Jets is definitely a possibility um Shaq Griffin with the Seahawks uh Brandon Sheriff might not even hit the open market I know they would rather get a long-term deal done than have to tag him for the second time so um that's one to watch. And then obviously, you know, Aaron Jones with the Packers, possibly a tag too. So, you know, like you said, there, there will be a little bit of a, a buzz kill when you see like the 12 to 13 tags come down. Um, but, you know, there's still the possibility that the Jets can, you know, the Jets do have a lot of picks between the second and fifth round that if they want, they can be aggressive and go out and say, hey, we have the money. Um, we have the ability to send some mid-round picks we could recoup them with like a, you know, a Darnold trade or, you know, I know we all don't want to hear it, but possibly a trade down from two. Um, so the Jets have so much cap space and so many draft picks that they're able to kind of really kind of dip their toe in any of these uh, opportunities to add some talent to a, a much needed uh, roster. You know, that's pretty direct of talent. Here are a couple of guys that ESPN thinks are going to get franchise tagged. And then, Nick, like you said, I'd be curious to see if some sort of deal ends up getting worked out because some of these teams are going to have a lot of trouble fitting these guys under the cap if they have to have that hold on them or if they're trying to negotiate some sort of long-term arrangement. Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin, we talked about that. Jonu Smith, the tight end from Tennessee, Brandon Scherf. I can't imagine that Washington lets him walk out the door. He's just one of those guys that you have to keep in the building, especially if you're trying to build in the trenches, which is what Washington appears to be doing on both sides of the ball. Taylor Moten, Keanu Neal, and then here are a couple of guys that probably won't get the tag. Like you said, Tooney is not expected to get tagged. Shaquille Griffin, he might, he might not. Will Fuller, can't imagine he's getting tagged since he misses at least five games a year. Carl Lawson's a guy to keep your eye on, too. And then Judon and Ngakwe. Mm -hmm. There was that report, by the way, by that Ravens reporter who said that Judon had turned down a major extension during the season. And then Judon disputed that on social media and essentially seemed to be indicating that he had incriminating pictures of that reporter, that if the reporter didn't start <laughs> telling the truth, he was going to release these pictures. That was a very strange situation. Do you know anything about whether that report is true about Judon turning down a deal? Because 
boy, did that escalate quickly, Nick. And I know you talk to a lot of people around the league, so maybe you know something because that got real ugly really quickly and really publicly. Yeah, actually, I, I, I've heard that. I spoke to somebody who, uh, a reporter in Baltimore, that that isn't true and that the two sides really haven't had any kind of fruitful uh, extension talks and definitely not an offer made. So I, I don't know. I think they said it was, it was like a $16 million per year uh, offer. I, I don't, from what I heard is that wasn't true. And um, Chudon kind of feels like he's, he's out and it'll be like Ngakwe who gets the uh, extension or the tag. I mean, anything could happen. Judon's a, a really good player. I'm not sure he's worth the, the top edge money that he'll probably get on the open market. But I mean, we see this happen every year, right? It's, it's not about who gets, you know, who gets to the open market. It's about when, and, um, Judon will be the guy who gets paid this year. And then next year we'll talk about the next guy like Judon who probably doesn't deserve it, but does get paid. But, um, yeah, I, I, I heard, you know, side with Judon here, not about any of the strip club reports, but, <laughs> um, about the fact that he, he wasn't offered, a, as, as large of an extension during the season as, as was reported. So I tend to lean to think that he is the one that Baltimore lets um, hit the open market and, and I don't think it slams the door on him kind of testing the market and coming back because it's going to be a, a weird off season like obviously with the the cap situation I don't think it's going to be as dire as many are saying like I know I saw the reports that they want to borrow from future caps even if it is a few million here and there to make sure that there's no drastic decrease and um, you know they want to keep it at least at the 185 to 187 mark is, is what the players hope to keep it at. They understand that there's going to be, you know, just obviously with the the hits that they took on ticket sales and um, uh, obviously in other areas, but the TV money is insane. They're negotiating another TV deal. It's not like the NFL here is, you know, begging for change on the side of the road. There's plenty of money to be going around and the teams and the players know it. So I don't think it's going to be like a drastic, like you open your, you know, open your eyes on next week and like the cap was set at 180 or 181. I think it'll be higher than that. I don't think they have to worry about that. But um, even with the uncertainty with Kobe going on and, uh, you know, I think you'll see some players kind of at least say, all right, whatever, we'll try the market next year when it's expected to go back up again at 200 million with a new TV deal. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see like a June on maybe sign like a one-year deal, almost like a, you know, a de facto franchise tag, you know, some of these other guys maybe who don't have a market. Um, you saw some of it last year with the Jets able to get some, some guys back like Jordan Jenkins and Brian Poole because of such an uncertain market turned out that neither of them were really any good and there wasn't much of a bargain, but um, <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen again. But uh, you know, Judon is a guy, I mean, you would obviously you put two and two together with Joe Douglas's Baltimore history and Judon being you know, obviously a Raven, you know, you think that he's a, a possibility for the Jets, but um, I don't know. I, I think they may look for more of a, pass rush like specialist in Judon you know he obviously gets after the quarterback but I wouldn't say he's like a you know a great pass rusher so to say um I think the Jets want some guys who they can at least just kind of can let pin their ears back and get after the quarterback and um not sure Judon at 16 to 17 million is a guy that they would uh be going all out after but anything could happen obviously depending on if their number one or two target doesn't you know come to fruition maybe there's a guy like Judon is a guy they fall back on who would be their number one or number two target, you think? I think Trey Hendrickson, a lot of people have said, is of interest to the Jets. 
um, you know, if they do want to spend kind of top of the market money on. Obviously, it would be in Gawkway, Shaq Barrett, if they become available. Um, I think they're, they're obvious targets and fits, but, um, you know, I think the tag is in play there or an extension. Um, but of the guys who become available, I wouldn't be surprised if it is Hendrickson. Hendrickson seems to be getting a lot of traction in terms of being a fit in the Salah defense, yeah. and he is available. It looks like probably not going to get franchise tagged only because the Saints yeah. have so much money invested already. They've got problems all over the place. So if he becomes available, that could be a guy that we weren't thinking about before the season started, but we better start thinking mm-hmm. about him now if he's on the open market. Nick Spano, co-founder of U Stadium. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing the latest whispers that you've been hearing with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to be up to date on everything going on, constantly churning out more information over at U Stadium, and there's only one way to get that info, right? Got to download that app. Download it, turn on the notifications, and, and you'll be set, man. You don't need to do anything else. Make sure that you download that app and follow U Stadium on Twitter at U Stadium. Pretty easy to remember. There's no real trickery to it, no numbers, anything like that. Just U Stadium on Twitter. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.